previously on the Sick Invite podcast. So that was like his like motivation to like try a cigar when yeah, he turned I gotta, 18. Yeah, I gotta admit, Pinocchio was the film that got me interested in smoking, but I don't intend to make a, <laughs> I, 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 I didn't make a regular thing of it. You are now listening to the Sick Invite podcast with Kayla Herb and Ricky Grimes. Hello, my name is Kayla Herb. And I'm Ricky Grimes. And this is the Sick Invite podcast, a storytelling show about all ailments, big or small, chronic or temporary. The Sick Invite provides an inclusive space for you to share your story. What is wrong with you? Me? Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'm good. I, I, I feel bad. You asked if you could make a seltzer before we started recording this podcast. And I said, let's do this first because this doesn't take too long. And you take a long time to make a seltzer. I love that soda stream. But you gotta, you gotta cut your lemon. You always, you don't even like it without the lemon. I don't, and I like it extra seltzery. <laughs> so I put like nineteen pumps in it. <laughs> and okay, and how are you today? <laughs> uh, not bubbly. I got some plain ass water oh, over here. Oh, you're bubbly. Let me tell you that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I'm good. School started. Yeah, not when this this episode comes out like in three months. Yeah. No. <laughs> so, uh, hello from the past. This show is brought to you by KaylaHerb.com, where knit blankets, custom quilts, and other homemade items are available for purchase and custom order. Do you like our show? Please tell everybody about it. Follow us, like us, and please share our content at the Sick Invite Podcast. We also have some merch available, hoodies, shirts, mugs, stickers, buttons, all on the SickInvitePodcast.com. We are now on Patreon. For $3 a month, you can get early access to our episodes and bonus content, uh, which is mostly us talking about movies. Please send us your story through our website. There's a form to fill out at the bottom of the page, and we will contact you with further instructions on how to come on our show. All right, so Klaus writes in, and, you know, some of these are pre-recorded, like we've been saying. These are not done in, in live-action time, right? Mm-hmm. So Klaus wants to know if he can send in his comments like early if he could pre-record his comments uh he like he wants to be on the show no no what i'm telling you is that he basically wants to send in his feedback before we record the episode oh well that just doesn't make any sense but he says don't uh, that's what i usually do so is that a problem uh yes. <laughs> so he just well that like, explains why everything he says is useless to just, me. <laughs> he just does like a Mad Libs of like sounds, what's the adjective, <laughs> good, <laughs> speak, volume louder. Uh, most of it isn't actually comments from him. It's just stuff that he wants to do in his life one that time, I don't care about. One time you sent over it was like a shopping list. It was like eggs, chicken, beef. Like I think he sent me the wrong PDF or something. I don't know what it was. I thought Klaus was a vegan. Well, I, that's, I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was suggestions. I don't know if it, I'm not a professional audio person, so I don't know if those are terms or not. On today's show, we have Alex Samari. So, Alex, what's wrong with you? So, my name is Alex, and I suffer from Graves' disease, which is an autoimmune disease that affects your thyroid. I also suffer from anxiety and depression. So, uh, let's start with Graves' disease. How did you figure out? That this was going on with this is something you had your whole life or did your symptoms start later yes yeah, so definitely diagnosis like timeline is weird because I think I definitely had symptoms and you know who knows when it really actually started it's a little like blurry because in high school 
early high school, like I would go into my pediatrician and uh, my numbers were off like a little bit, but like she really never said anything. I had like a physical for school or something. And then I just was getting anxious, depression, like all that kind of started. And then my mom was like, like, what's going on? Like, could this be because of anything? And she was like, well, like her thyroid numbers were a little off, but like, that's nothing to be like worried about. So we kind of like, didn't really look at that. Um, so definitely in early like high school years, it was more just like, okay, like you have anxiety, you have depression, but like that's, we're going to just treat that. Um, so I, you know, I went to therapy, I was put on medicine, um, but I definitely had other symptoms. So I think it started way earlier, um, or at least started affecting me way earlier. Like I would be, I had no energy, which Graves disease, I'll just explain it real quick. Um, even though it sounds so awful, like the worst name, (laughs) like as a kid to be like, you like you have graves disease you're like oh that sounds great um it's there's two types there's hypo with your thyroid which slows your thyroid down and there's hyper which you have too much thyroid hormone and it speeds up so mine was hyper um but i was actually always tired um not sleeping um had no energy i would like be going to high school and like before school i'd be grabbing like Reese's peanut butter cups and like throwing them in my bag because like I would eat them in the morning just like wake me up and my mom was like that's like what are you doing like (laughs) that's not right you know that's not normal um so just little things like I said I definitely think it happened before way before um I had symptoms but it was really just the anxiety and depression that were like noticed and treated so I was gonna actually assume opposite that you were treated with anxiety and depression after so do you think that it was because of your Graves' disease that you have anxiety or depression, or it was totally a separate thing? I, I think I, I definitely am an anxious person. I was an anxious kid, so I think I definitely have anxiety and depression, but I think the thyroid, it's also a, like a symptom of it, so I think it just kind of uh, goes hand in hand. Like, it's like the chicken and the egg, like, yeah. I, I mean, is one or the other. I don't, I think it's both, um, but that was like what they noticed first before like more of the thyroid symptoms set in, um, and it's just hard to to differentiate that with like doctors, you know, no doctor really wants to treat you, obviously, unless you're like, you have that disease. So I would go, you know, I spent years going when my thyroid numbers were a little off, like no one would even keep me on as their patient. My mom, cause my mom was convinced, like she, thank God is such a good like advocator for me. She was like, I know, like, I know it's not because I'd be like, it's just me. Like it's, there's, there's nothing wrong. And she's like, no. And no doctor would like keep us on as a patient because they're like, you're fine. Like go home. Mm-hmm. Like it was just totally like, go enjoy your summer, like have a good time. And I was like, no, like something's wrong. Um, So that was definitely hard in the beginning. Yeah, that go enjoy your summer thing. We've talked before about chronic illness things, just girly things. Um, But you said that mentioned that that's something that they've said to you several times, just kind of brushing you off like, oh, you're just a young kid. Like, have you had is that something that was a constant reoccurrence for you? Oh, yeah. In the beginning, um, before we even got, like I said, I took years before even like we finally got a pediatric endocrinologist to just keep me on. Like he was like, OK, like, you know, I'll I'll do your blood work pretty much like I'll, I'll keep you doing blood work and we'll watch it. But like not that was just to watch it. Um, but multiple like I was trying to go back to find like my diagnosis date with my mom because I remember being told it, but I don't remember the day. It's like a blur, the whole thing. And we went to so many doctors that were just one said, you know, have a good summer. One said. Because I was, you know, maybe I was complaining about my weight, like I'm gaining weight, like, you know, like I was just trying to, at 16, like explain the best I could of like, what, like, what physical thing can I give them? Because I can't just say I don't feel right. That doesn't 
do anything. And he's like, you know what? Just go on a diet and enjoy your summer. Like that one of them told me that. And I went home, like left the office hysterically crying because I was like, that's not, you know, 16 year old, like young kid. Like, that's not what you want to hear multiple times over, like multiple doctors. When multiple doctors look at you and you're like, now you're good. You start to be like, well, these are adults like telling me I'm fine. So it is just me. I definitely blame like was like now nah, like at one point I was like it's just me like there's nothing else mm-hmm. um so that was definitely hard yeah I was thinking about that recently how like when you think that something's wrong and you want to go to the doctor just to make sure because you never know it could be something it could be not but the kind of annoyance that some doctors get from you especially in the emergency room like why'd you waste my time coming here but then yeah. like at the same time, they'd be like, early detection's key, but then get annoyed at you for being proactive on things. Yeah. Uh, not every doctor, I don't want to generalize, but that's something I've experienced almost every time I've gone to the emergency room because yeah, it's I'm never sure, been yeah. anything that's like visibly an, an immediate thing like appendicitis. It's always been something they have to dig a little bit more for. So how long uh, did it take you for them to actually figure out that you had something um, going I wanna on? I want to say, like, I mean, obviously, like I said, I was an anxious kid. That that was, is probably its own thing, but definitely, like, beginning of high school. I definitely didn't get diagnosed until, like, I want to say end of college, be, uh, end of high school, beginning of college. It's really the timeline is fuzzy for me. I tried to go back. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, like, three or four years of just, like, you know, and I had physical symptoms, too, because... I mean, your thyroid, like everyone thinks your thyroid, they think metabolism, they think your weight and like, that's it. Like your metabolism, like controls every function of your body, like your brain, your heart, uh, you know, your digestive system. Like, it's not just like, oh, I have a slow thyroid. I gained weight. Like, not that that, that can happen too, but it does like affect like, you know, I was a young kid and like, I was always constipated. I would go to my doctor and be like, I'm always constipated. Like, there's something wrong. She's like, just drink Metamucil. So I'm like six, fifteen, you know, chugging Metamucil. Like it's like going out of style, like all the time. Like I'm like, this is not normal. Like there's something wrong. Like I would not go to the bathroom for like a week on end. Oh, um, that's and it painful. Was just like drink Metamucil. Yeah. Like I've, you know, I was sixteen. I would had to like. I mean, it, you know, it's definitely not what you want to be doing at sixteen. But going to like CVS with your mom to buy like an enema because you haven't gone to the bathroom. And that's like a very traumatic, not traumatic, but to me, it was traumatic at the time experience. Like, this is super embarrassing. Mm -hmm. Like, definitely no one my age doing this. Like, that, I felt so like, you know, wow, like, this is what we're doing now. Like, that was a big one for me in the beginning. Uh, Obviously, with the anxiety and depression, my sleep was all messed up. I would either be falling asleep in class. Um, The hyper, eventually the hyperthyroid, when I was like full on graves, like it's also you can get, um, it's called TED, but it has a longer name, which I cannot pronounce for your, it's graves eye disease. So like the eye, your tissues of your eye get inflamed from the thyroid disease and like your eyes will bulge. So like I already have giant eyes to begin with. (laughs) So my mom's like, you know, like you look like surprised all the time. So like my eyes would like be a little bit more open and like I have a goiter, which is when your thyroid um, is stimulated so much. It, it's your thyroid still. It's nothing separate, but it's enlarged now because of the overstimulation. So this is all after, you know, after letting it get to that point of they were like, oh, like you have graves. And then it was like, let's deal with it now when like your antibody count is like 700. And meanwhile, for like years, I was like, I was I was like telling you this. But yeah, they can't do anything until they see it, I guess, in black and white. Mm-hmm. 
I've I've heard that many times where it's almost suggested like let's just let ourselves get really bad so that they notice us which it shouldn't be like that but I I've done that you know it on purpose and not on purpose um just to prove like I'm, I'm doing a lot and I can manage a lot but it's not enough to fix it so look what happens when I stop and then it yeah all goes crazy so uh what are you doing now to address it is this an easy fix so um so it's definitely there's different ways of going about it um like I said I did finally get a doctor that kept me on just to watch my blood work and then in like right you know around starting college he's like yeah you have Graves disease and then um he was like I want to take it out so my mom was like not for that she's like okay like I want other opinions like we're not just taking out an organ like she's young her thyroid your thyroid he was just like take it out like that um, I believe, I'm not exactly sure, it depends. They might just take a portion of it out. I'm not exactly sure how the surgery works. They might take it all out. I believe it's like a portion, and then they see to make sure it's not working. I'm, I'm really not sure. We never got to that point. Um, that was the first option he gave us. The yeah. second option is you swallow a pill. It's an iodine pill with um, radiation in it, and your thyroid absorbs uh, radiation. So the, they like kind of guess the judgment of the dosage enough to shut it off and of course I had google at the time when I was like 17 and I'm like looking up horror stories of like you know you have if once you swallow this pill you have to use like another bathroom away from people you have to be away from people for like 48 hours because they can ab- their thyroid if you're near them will absorb the radiation like right. you can affect other people so my mom I was like I was not a fan of that so eventually we did find um he he started this like it's pretty much hormone therapy with two different pills so one pill shut off my thyroid and then i slowly a lot of people who just have hypothyroid take it it's called synthroid it's like a synthetic thyroid hormone to replace it um but that whole process and like with the thyroid in general like your blood work and like the time like your blood work could show fine but like you could feel like crap you know and then eventually like it'll catch up where then now it's like the blood work's showing it it's not like like i don't know how to explain it's not like on point with what you feel um so that whole process of doing that therapy to find a balance took a long time like then just shutting it off because I was so hyper I was like you know having heart palpitations like brain fog which like you can't concentrate you can't focus to then the opposite extreme of they had to make sure it was not working at all before they could start me on the medicine so I went completely hypo where then my hair was falling out like I didn't want to get out of bed um and this is all while I'm away at college so I'm just like was like just day to day like I just, if I get through today, like, cool. Because, like, I don't even want to think about, uh, you just feel so disgusting. Like, the life is, like, sucked out of you. When you, have, when you have, either way, but when you have no hormone, it was just as bad the other way as it was hyper. So, finally, then, slowly, uh, they kind of built me up back on the synthetic hormone once they knew it was shut off completely. Um, but it's always, like, a balancing act. So, it's, like, I remember in college, every three weeks, I would, have one of my friends on campus drive me to a lab core to get blood work just to see where I was at. Um, but it, it's definitely tricky to figure out. So that's right now what I do. I'm on two, two medications and that therapy has worked for me for now. My doctor who I see at Stony Brook, um, she said she's had people on this for years, like 30 years. I'm hoping like that, that I don't have to get surgery one day, but I mean, I'm sure anything is possible. Mm -hmm. So this, so Graves disease, this is, different than uh your average hyper or hypoactive thyroid because ricky's on synthroid right and oh yeah yeah uh but you don't have graves disease right there there's no. a difference between the two 
Yeah, so I believe that there you can just have like an underactive thyroid, which you would need uh, Synthroid for. Um, a lot of women when they get pregnant um, and their hormones change because of pregnancy go on it. Um, but like high, uh, Graves' disease is an autoimmune disease where your body, like the antibodies are attacking your thyroid and stimulating the hormone. And then um, there's Hashimoto's, which is a different form where it goes up and down. Um, and I believe that that's the other one. But mine, you know, it stimulates it pretty much where it, it was too active. So it's hyper. But I, I had symptoms of both. When you look up the symptoms for hypo and hyper, like I was all over the place. So I don't think it's black and white for one person. Like they were like, oh, if you have if you have Graves' disease, like you'd be, you'd be rail thin. You'd be eating like 3000 calories a day, you know, and losing weight. And like that didn't happen for me. So I didn't look, I guess, like the typical part. Um, but it's yeah it's more of an autoimmune disease rather than just your thyroid slowing down i guess your body's actually like attacking it mm -hmm. so how much uh once you figured out what was going on or they kind of gave you the signal as to what was going on did you do a lot of research on your own and i mentioned googling stuff did you get involved with researching or once you found out graves disease what the heck is this now I'm guessing Grace yeah. is the name of the scientist who discovered it or something. Yes, that's yeah, that's just lucky me. Like yeah. that's just the guy, the dude's name, um, <laughs> which is all it was. I'm like, really? Like you couldn't do anything else? Like worst worst name? Yeah, rock and roll um, singer. But yeah, yeah, but that was his name. Um, so that's what you know got dubbed it the name. Um, but yeah, I I definitely during the time um, I googled it a little bit, but even now, like I feel like I, it's been such a journey and like I'm only now kind of like into like the behind the scenes of it because when I was going through it I kind of just wanted to like get through it um I just mentally was not in a good place to like be like scaring myself or um you know seeing the worst outcomes and um so now I'm definitely kind of going back into it more where I'm like okay like I'm in a better place to see what what actually goes on yeah, it always seems like there's like when we talk to people about this, it's like a back and forth. Like some people feel like a knowledge is power type situation. They feel more like that's kind of how Kayla is. She feels like she's more control of the situation just because she knows more about it. And then other people are just like, I don't want to, don't tell me that was the Star Wars. Don't tell me the statistics. Y'all just, listen. I think Harrison <laughs> Ford says that. <laughs> so you have uh, an autoimmune thyroid issue. You are a combination of me and Ricky's problems. So this is yeah. fun. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> that's so did yeah. you have um, any autoimmune symptoms that made you maybe look um, else outside of an endocrinologist? Um, I don't, I think I kind of in the beginning, like I, I would just, my anxiety would get a hold of me and I would start thinking I had all these other things because it wasn't diagnosed. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, I have, I have diabetes. Like one, one time I was convinced I'm like, I have diabetes. It's really like, I don't, you know, I was just thinking of other things, but um, since that was the only thing in my blood work that was off, that was kind of like just what we ran with the whole time. Um, then I did at one point, because um, it's very connected with celiac disease. So I was away at college and I was like, oh, like that's probably, it. I would probably have celiac disease because like, you know, milk upsets my stomach. Like, so that was a whole, you know, I had, I went to like a gastro and kind of explained my issues to them um, and they tested me for it, but I didn't have celiac disease. Mm -hmm. It can get so complicated when your symptoms are so widespread um, between your stomach and even your eyes like you don't even know where to go and like who to tell what and that's kind of where I ran into problems because my symptoms were literally all over my body from head to toe that I was only telling this 
specialists what I thought they would care about. So like I'd leave out like symptoms about my bones to the um, gynecologist because like why would she care? <laughs> but then it was I think it was when I said it to my pediatrician like everything and then they were like oh you should see a rheumatologist and eventually I got there but it's it's so hard to kind of I, I guess th think of what's related and what's not and then some people feel like they're gonna sound like they're lying or hypochondriac because that's one thing I you know I was looking into uh, Munchausen and like what like because I, I was trying to find out like why don't doctors believe people like what are you taught in school to look for in a patient that would be lying because I do understand if you think that they might be like drug seeking or something like that I kind of get it but how often does that happen and like one of the things they said is if the person has a lot of medical knowledge and if they're listing a lot of things I'm like that sounds like me but I do have all of these things yeah so did you ever run into um problems where they thought you were lying or exaggerating yeah i mean i definitely um didn't think that um i was you know given like time to to speak you know it was kind of like they would come in like i would get an because to get a meet like a an appointment with endocrine like specialist takes forever too mm -hmm. so like we'd finally get the appointment we'd get there and like they all they cared about was the blood work so just like whip it open eh, you're fine and it's like i didn't even get to like speak and it's like you just looked at like and you're they, you like i could tell like even being 16 i'm like their mind is made up like they really don't care what i have to say and like the and having anxiety and depression is kind of hard because like then they just kind of see, not see you as just that, but that's what they're, like, going to put it on. Like, okay, like, go see a therapist. Like, because, like, I'd be like, I don't feel like myself. Like, something's wrong. But that just is like, well, you're anxious. You're depressed. It's like, yeah, but, like, something else is going on. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, and I definitely didn't, after a while, was just like, I'm not sick. Like, it's just my mental health that I have to, to work on. Um, and I just blamed kind of it on myself because, like, I'm like, no one no one seems to think that there's anything else going on. And then I kind of just would, you know, I was young. I didn't really speak up at doctors anyway. My mom did most of the talking back in the day. Um, so she was just kind of relaying what I was telling her at home. Um, now I definitely am, like, even still, like, I'm like, no, like, you're, you have, like, I have to, like, retell my, talk myself sometimes. Like, you have, like, a disease, like, you're, it's not just your mental health, which you can work on separately, but, like, you, you know, there are things that are going on, and, like, I've definitely gotten more comfortable, like, bringing up things to all my doctors, like, telling them all my symptoms um, of everything, but in the beginning, just being so young and being so dismissed um, definitely, like, kind of, like, shut me down just to doctors in general, like, to not have a good relationship with them or not not that I didn't trust them, but just to not be like, well, they don't really care what I have to say. Their minds are made up based off of blood work and paperwork. That's all all they go by, which I get. You don't want to put a young person on medication where they don't have the disease. But I feel like there has to be some sort of like in between where you can start doing something for them and not wait. You know, I did blood work and my mom forgot to call or something and six months went by and then they called back and like, oh, like we just opened the blood work and like your antibody counts like at 700, like you have Graves disease. And like that, like I went a whole extra six months, you know, because someone didn't open the blood work and then finally I had it. Like then it finally popped up on the, the blood work. Um, so it's just crazy. Um, but yeah, I definitely... 
I definitely haven't had the best experiences with doctors and put it on myself, which I'm kind of, you know, working through just on my own now Mm -hmm. of it's, you know, it wasn't just me. Um, My body was, you know, fighting itself. Yeah. Do you feel like you're a little um, traumatized from the experience? Is this something that you bring up in therapy? Yeah. So I do. um, In high school, I was before anything else was diagnosed and they were just kind of focusing on the sleeping all the time and anxiousness. Um, It was like, go to see a therapist. And being young and like dragged to a therapist, like you're not getting out of it what you're supposed to be getting out of it. And I was just very angry um, just because I felt like I wasn't being listened to by doctors. So I was I was there, but I definitely wasn't uh, receptive to it. And I just was like they would talk and I would talk, but like I would leave and like block it out. Um, now going back, you know, I do talk about it in therapy and I'm like, like I never like equivalated that to trauma like trauma to me was always like you know you were in a horrific car accident or something like that's trauma Mm -hmm. um but now being older I'm like no like these were like all traumatic things that I I went through and they deserve to be like equivalent to trauma like they were they were hard and they weren't easy and they affected me um but back then it was just you know I didn't I didn't think of it that way which is sad to me like I know um I just felt so like unrelated to anyone because I just didn't feel like um, I was like anybody else no one else had talked to me about going through something like this and finally in actually 12th grade I had um, a teacher and she's she was my favorite teacher ever because of this like she would just be so into her students we had an assignment of like write up how you're doing or something I forget the assignment but I wrote like my something about my anxiety and depression and she like tapped the paper and she's like we're gonna talk like after class and she like opened up to me about her whole life story like she had gone through like some traumatic health things herself and I just I mean it was really all about my anxiety and depression at that point but she opened up to me and like I would go meet with her and talk about it and like that was the first time like an adult had like sat me down to talk about like my mental health um and just like listen to me which was amazing and like that definitely um reshaped my thinking of like therapy down the road like when I did go back to it as an older person I'm like you know what like this is the right thing to do um, but she definitely helped me out a lot, um, just opening up and feeling relatable. Because at the time, I felt like, no, this is just me. Like, I'm the only one who's like this. Yeah. Was this an English teacher? Because I feel like everybody has that English teacher who yes. did that for them. <laughs> she did say it was a yes. writing oh, But I like, I feel like everyone has an English teacher who has a special place in their heart. If this was a um, math class, yes. she wrote out this long story. Hey, you never know. It could be... <laughs> history i don't know um, <laughs> i don't know I, I i guess that was assumed but anyway um <laughs> but just thinking about high school i, I think your point is good i can think of several yes. uh, english teachers that taught there that i i've had that experience with too um well, yeah i think you're i think you're, you're correct about your point i was just I that was <laughs> the connection um but do you think that uh, that moment that you had with them just having somebody to relate to you and to listen to you like it seems like such a small gesture but it's not really given that often especially in high school like we don't always have the opportunity to speak for ourselves so do you think that maybe if we just were I think they're getting better with it now but if we were had more opportunities to speak about our mental health or even just even our physical health just more times to talk about ourselves and what we're going through do you think that you would have maybe healed a little faster oh yeah I definitely I mean I think you know 
growing up is hard regardless, like, just going through your teenage years. But um, I definitely think, like, you know, mental health, like, yeah, like you said, like, now I think they're doing way better. I think I was watching some show with my little cousin. I think it was, like, the Christmas Chronicles, and the kid's like, I have really bad anxiety. And I was like, oh, my God, like, did a kid just talk about anxiety in a show? Like, that was amazing. I, like, clapped. I was like, that's great. Like, I'm so happy. Like, I wish this was around when I was a kid because I would have been, like, you know, the only thing I saw was, like, the bipolar depression commercials or the... You know, and that's all I went off of, of like TV and no one ever talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think just in general, definitely talking to that teacher and, and an adult and normalizing it like was such a, so huge for me because I had so like detached myself. Like I'm this like such this weird creature that no one understands. Like I'm the only one that's going through this. Um, she definitely put it way back down to earth. Like this is super normal. Like you're normal. Um, and that. Like I said, I can't, I can't even thank her enough. Like, I mean, it just to get that from an adult at that age was great. Mm-hmm. It's both normalizing and validating. Yeah. Did, I don't know if you mentioned this before. What is the average age for someone with uh, Graves' disease? Is it, is it usually in younger people or is it in... Um, I actually, I haven't researched the actual age. I mean, I was about... 19-ish around the time when I got diagnosed. I'm not sure what the average is. I know it's more common in women than men. Um, and I know hyper is less common than hypo. It's much more common to have like Hashimoto's or a hypothyroidism uh, type like autoimmune with your thyroid. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not sure like what the honestly what the average uh, like age is. Well, I just I was thinking a lot of the things you're describing and about the age to what you were like a young adult it's going to have changes in their body and it's going to feel like, you know, people of a certain age are all over the place anyway. So it must have been difficult to kind of express how you're feeling. And it seems like you kind of were hand waved a little bit to say like, oh, that's kids being kids or changing and, you know, being yeah, it was always uh, not, you know, and the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, it was always, I was always told, oh, it's growing pains. Mm-hmm. Like, we all go through that. It's growing pains. I'm like, okay. And then I was like, I'll just hold on to that. Like, I'll be out of this soon. Like, you know, grow up and it'll be all good. Um, but, you know. And I noticed that with autoimmune things, like when Kayla's talking about autoimmune stuff, or even with the thyroid stuff, because I, I know I dealt with that too, which is like, those are two things where it's incredibly hard to, like, articulate, you know, because they could all just be things that people are feeling, you know tiredness oh yeah hyperness something like that oh yeah the symptoms are so like all over the place like you know i, I my thing when i was like i would just be like i don't feel like myself mm-hmm. and it's like well that's not enough to get you yeah. like medicine for anything but i that's to me like at 15 16 going through like that's how i could explain it because that's how i felt yeah i'm convinced growing pains aren't actually a thing and that yeah. every child <laughs> who is having pain is just dismissed in pain <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, something yeah, else is. Could be. Um, I, I don't know if there's any science behind actual <laughs> growing pains, but um, almost everybody who I know who has been told they've had growing pains ended up having some sort of major anxiety <laughs> disorder or yeah <laughs> autoimmune disease. <laughs> well, yeah, some sort of legitimate pain. Yeah. Or maybe it is. There yeah. is growing pains, but it's still legitimate pain nonetheless. Like I don't know if anybody can grow that fast that you're bones hurt but no but yeah. I mean, the, the change <laughs> of the body leads to issues um so as ricky mentioned you being a young adult going through all these things i'm sure you received a lot of stupid advice from people who think they mean well 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it was definitely more, like, just, like, um, it was more just the mental health part of, like, and also I feel like just people didn't talk about it. So, you know, like, it was kind of just, like, dealt with, like, by me, like, going to the therapist, which was kind of all it was. Um, And the therapist telling me what to, you know, that kind of advice. It was like, well, what's going on at home? And I'm like, nothing. Like, I was a bitter teenager. (laughs) Like, why? Like, you're poking for things that aren't there. Like, I'm like, that's not what this is about. Like, you know, they were trying to obviously do their job and just get me to open up. Um, But it was always like, well, what's going on at home? And like, and like all like other, you know, things, which I get, um, or, you know, like journal or whatever, which, which definitely helps me because I am an anxious person. Um, But it was just advice kind of on like take, you know, I went through a whole bunch of different anti-anxiety medicines at a young age just because nothing was, you know, obviously nothing was else was being treated. So that was traumatic too. Just like take this. And I kind of felt like, well, you're just giving me like pills to shut me up. Like as my teenage self kind of thought, like this is just what they do for crazy people. Like they just want them to stop talking. Mm -hmm. Um, So I went through that, um, which I, you know, eventually was on um, a medication for a long time that worked well. Um, And then I had come off of it um, for the, right before the pandemic, which was like probably (laughs) not the best time. Um, And now I'm doing kind of more like um, just for my own like self, because I was just kind of put in that direction and on that path because of doctors and that's what there was to do I've kind of done more of a more of a like natural path right now I'm doing like acupuncture and just like supplements like more natural supplements um and if I have to go back on the anti-anxiety medication like I will for my overall mental health but it's nice now being an adult I kind of feel like I'm taking over control of like instead of just the advice that was shoved at me like well take this and you'll be like you'll you know see how you do in three weeks or whatever and I'm kind of going a different like a redo for myself like let me start where I would have wanted my like mental health journey to start of like there's other options and like I'm gonna do it I'm gonna try the acupuncture I'm gonna try the whatever and then see how it goes um so that was definitely definitely the advice probably about the mental health and then just like the weight thing was just like we'll go on a dot like that was a big thing for me because I had gained weight um and usually you lose weight when you're hyperactive thyroid um so I was really upset about that and it was like we'll just go on this diet or exercise more or whatever um so that was definitely upsetting as a young as a young kid mm-hmm. yeah the the diet seems to just be a blanket answer for every person who's not a twig um yeah and no matter what you're going through especially price of the two when you were having constipation like oh here's the metamucil and also yeah here's your diet salads all the time kind of thing it's so yep. blanketed and i think that you were right too where like you felt rushed that if you just had an extra 15 minutes with these doctors which doesn't seem like that much time but it's for a one-on-one with a doctor that's that's a long time, but they, yeah. they should squeeze it in. They should allow sufficient time to properly examine all of their patients and not just rush through just to see you back in a couple of weeks to do the same exact thing. So I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm glad you're yeah, getting a, you through know. it now. <laughs> yes, you know, it's all the journey, um, definitely journey. Um, but yeah, I think every doctor is different. I think they really just which I would always just upset that they were just looking at the blood work. And it's like, well, why do I even come into the office? Like, why don't you just tell me this over the phone? Like, why am I wasting my time? Like, no one, like, I went to so many endocrinologists and like, it wasn't until I finally got taken over, like as a patient that someone actually like checked my neck. Like, you know, I was like, they have like thyroid. You can, I've never even gotten a thyroid scan because I already have the disease now, but like there was like scans and like you could 
Like no one even wanted to, I'm like, can you like at least like just touch my neck to like make <laughs> me feel like I came here for something? You know, and then finally when I had Graves' disease, I went to a college with all nursing students. And then like my thyroid was so enlarged at that point. I was like, I have a goiter. And they were all doing like endo stuff at that point. They're like, let me see, like put your head back. Like I was like a guinea, but like swallow. Oh my God, I can feel it. You know, it was like, then I was like, you know, like, let me check it out. Like, cause then it's like there, but you know, it's just like, I wanted someone just to be like, oh, Okay, like that's all I was looking for. Like, just just do something. Because now pay I'm just attention here, to me, you open, Yeah, you open the paperwork and you you already die like telling me what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of leads me to my next question: of Are there other people in your life who understand chronic illness, or at least appreciate it enough to want to touch your neck? <laughs> um, yeah. Well, definitely in college, like I said, I was surrounded by a lot of nursing students, so that was beneficial just because like I could ask them stuff you know and what they were learning and like you know I felt like okay this is a thing like a real thing but I think in my like my home life like I'm the only one with like a a physical like a physical condition like this um not that they don't you know believe me now you know obviously they do um I I think even just like with the mental health stuff too like I'm definitely like that teacher I had related so well to different people in that I've met you know who are talk about it I've related to but I feel like it's rare that I find someone like me who like wants to talk about it or is like open about talking about it um I think more people probably with the mental illness as well like struggle with things but don't talk about it the thyroid obviously is more rare I've never met anyone with Graves disease before I've met people who have like slow thyroids or Hashimoto's so that's you know kind of relatable um but no one really in my like immediate like close circle um which like it was hard, but I mean, like I've said now, like I definitely, even just like Instagram's great because you can like find people and like groups and like you're like, wow, this isn't just me. Um, so the internet definitely helps with that part of it, I think, just not feeling like this is just me. Um, but you know, in my immediate group, probably not so much. Yeah, that well, that was going to be my next question about social media because I see you post more about it now than you have in the past. Do you ever receive responses from like random people through the internet who find you? Yeah, I have um, even a couple people who like I'm not super close with, but just have either like from school or worked with at some point in my life, like have been like, oh my God, like I have a thyroid issue. And like, uh, like I always see you working out and you're so inspiring. Like, uh, can I come with you to the gym or something like this is all pre pandemic. So like things have changed now, <laughs> but I'm like, I'm so like grateful. I'm like, yeah, like you could do it. Like, I like, yeah, let's do it. Like, let's set it up. Like, whatever. Like, I want to talk about it. Um, Cause a lot of people do have slower thyroids and stuff like that. That's more relatable. I think than the Graves disease part but it's similar um so I do get excited when someone's like hey I see you like you're doing all this like you know one person said like uh you were inspiring me or wrote with me this whole great thing and I was like that meant like everything to me and I'm like if I if just like my teacher like if one person if I like help one person feel a little more like normal like that makes makes it all worth it mm-hmm. well and that's why we have the show <laughs> yeah hopefully other people like I have to do it (laughs) yes yeah you were definitely one of the first people who reached out to us to come on the show too yes (laughs) so that was exciting and you participated in my study so thank you for that (laughs) yes definitely I have a yeah I have some like I said I do have other things too like I was born premature I have a heart defect but like those are like things that like my parents kind of went through not me um that was more early life but the thyroid is really what's like really affected me you know my whole growing up and adult life yeah so for the earlier things do you even 
have anything to say about them or is that more of your parents story (laughs) um I think the like I mean I was like severely premature so that's definitely I think their story um they also had a very hard time conceiving children um it took them like eight years um and they went through multiple like surgeries and um you know in vitro and like all the hormone and stuff um and they had my brother who he was born healthy you know a a few weeks early but then I came along and I was born 10 weeks early so I was supposed to be born December 16th I was born October 7th so super Mm -hmm. early um you know I think the first night they told my dad like there's like a 95% chance or greater that like she won't make it through the night. And clearly he did not tell my mom that. So these are all just like stories. They're like not my memories. Um, But it definitely affected me. Just hearing that like I survived that growing up was like a big thing for me as a kid. Like, wow, like I wasn't supposed to make it. And I did. Like, I'm so lucky I have, you know, I have such a great, you know, outcome from that. Uh, When some people, you know, a lot of people don't. Um, So it definitely affected my whole family and me. Um, hearing all about it. But I, like I had said, I don't have many memories yeah. of it. Um, it's more of just like, oh, that's a cool, that's a cool story. Well, uh, one, we should have your parents on the show. Yes. <laughs> Two, um, that makes a lot of sense just of how you are as a person because I feel like you focus on strength a lot, um, metaphorically and physically. Um, yes. <laughs> like just in the words that you use and like you're, you're very much into going to the gym and getting strong. Like I never hear you talking about or post about like all the weight you lost or anything. It's always like, look at how strong I look, look at how much I can lift and all this stuff. So do you want to talk to us a little bit about that and your goals in that regard? Yeah, definitely. So um, nobody in my family lifts weights, by the way, this was totally a thing that like I found on my own. So I just want like girls can lift weights too. Um, Love it. It's awesome. Um, I really like to promote that because I feel like girls go to the gym, which is fine, like, but only do like cardio. They're like intimidated to go the weights. But I'm like, no, you pay just as much for this membership. We're going to use the weights. Um, (laughs) So after college, I started working at Planet Fitness and I knew nothing about lifting weights. um, But I was just like, you know what? Like I'm working here all day. So if like nurses and doctors can come in after their 10 hour shift and work out like my butt's already here, like I can do something. So the kid who was like the trainer at the time, I was like, can you write me? up like a quick workout and he wrote me up like a basic workout like I had no idea and I just started doing it and the physical part of it I think definitely was you know you know the physical changes that come with like working out and stuff are great but in the beginning I just got addicted to like the mental part of it like the stress relief from my anxiety um you have to you know focus on your breathing you have to count reps like it makes you become very mindful and a person like me who's so anxious all the time like you're never really to get yourself back to like the moment is very difficult. Um, so this was kind of like, I didn't realize at the beginning like that this, that was why I enjoyed it so much. Like, oh, I'm being mindful. Like, this is a mindful thing. Like, you have to pay attention, count, breathe. Um, so that definitely helped me mentally and physically, just the endorphins and, you know, serotonin and everything like that with the anxiety and depression. Um, I think that's what kind of brought me into it. And then I just, you know, obviously everyone not everyone has to lift weights. You can do other exercise that you like to dance or like, I don't like, like people take classes. Like I'm not really like, I don't really like doing that. I like to go in and lift weights. But I think just overall, like for my mental health, like I said, regardless of anything else, like that got me so hooked, um, you know, just by itself. But regardless of the, you know, the losing weight or gaining muscle, which is great too. And I do enjoy, um, I think that's 
definitely been such a big part of it. Um, and again, I definitely in the beginning took it th- to the extreme where now I go to the gym and I go to therapy. You know, I'd be like, gym <laughs> is my therapy. And it's like, no, like therapy is therapy, um, which I had to learn the hard way too. So I definitely took it to the extreme of like, this is my only outlet. Um, like this is what makes me feel good. And, you know, which is great, but I'm definitely finding a balance now. Um, but I think people out there, like I said, girls, you know, I was never like, no one, sh- I think I took a weightlifting class once in high school and I definitely didn't pay attention at all and just kind of sat there on the leg press until class was over. And I was like, kick myself now. I'm like, you should have been paying attention because like he definitely had some like interesting things to say. Um, but I think it's just so cool that like now this is such a big um, part of my life. And like I said, it's more more for the mental part than it is the physical, which goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. I love that. that it's gym and therapy <laughs> yes I like that beginning for me it was definitely I was like the gym is everything um like I definitely <laughs> got to that be that person but we're I'm always like it's a journey everything's a journey and I'm always growing and now it's both and definitely finding a balance just like with my thyroid um my mental health I, I need to find a balance like the gym is cool but like therapy is there for a reason too <laughs> mm-hmm. well you definitely told us a whole lot today about your mental health and physical health. So thank you. Um, the last question I have is if there's anything that you wish more people understood about either mental or physical health. Um, definitely with just like chronic illnesses in general and mental health. Like I think people now, which I don't think they mean any harm. They'll be like, you're so healthy. Like I want your motivation. And it's like, I'm, I'm only so like healthy, which I don't really like saying that word or like motivated because I felt like so shitty for so long and like eventually I just had to be like okay what can I do for myself because I don't want to just sit in this anymore like what what can I control okay like my if I eat better if I eat like better I'll probably feel better if I move more I'll probably feel better um so it's not just like I'm like this motivated person who like every day is like I want to be in the gym and I want to like I'm not like I I've rarely am I going there and like excited you know I feel better after um and I do all these things to try to to you know feel the best that I can because I don't I don't feel you know I haven't felt good for so long um so it's it's not like you might see someone and think oh like they're so motivated they're they have everything going on like everything's going great for them like why can't I be that motivated and it's like my motivation is there some days but a lot of the time it's not I, I do things and live my life because I've had to adapt to this disease and you know what I had to take control over what I could take control over so you can see people like and I think lots of people in the gym probably are there for like similar reasons um you know it's not just just to like look good or get fit which is fine too um but yeah I'm definitely I definitely wasn't always a healthy person um and just walking around you know it may look like that you know I don't think if you don't know what you're looking for you wouldn't be able to tell that I have you know a thyroid disease or anything like that um so just yeah probably just you know, people not, you know, you don't know what someone's going through, um, even though they look, you know, like they're doing good. Um, they might just be doing good because they've been doing bad for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely probably the big one for me. Yep. I, I hear you there on the invisible illness. So, well, thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. I've definitely learned a lot. I didn't really, I know, a, knew a lot about your condition because you share a lot of it on social media but I didn't know this much so I'm happy that you came on 
uh, we want to meet your parents. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I have to get them on. Yeah. yeah, we don't say that to every guest. <laughs> Ricky, did you have any more questions? No, it was great to have you on the show. I learned a lot about, you know, Graves, Graves disease and mental health and everything like that. So I appreciate you shipping. Yeah, thanks. This was awesome. This is probably the first thing I've done in like, you know, been invited to in about a year and a half. So thanks for this sick invite. Yeah. <laughs>